V Uncommon Place. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate theories to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies, reviews, and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episodes. The Uncommon Place digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself JR are your hosts so please come along for this venture to our uncommon place. Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today I have a special guest with me, Michael McGrew. He is a Austrian Californian. Um, and he specializes in art. He is an author. He has many facets to who he is. So the most astounding question that we ask on the show is, who are you? So, Michael, I'm going to pass it over to you. Please tell the audience who you are, why you're here today, yep. and something interesting about yourself that no one knows. Okay, so <clears throat> uh, I am born, I have, I've been born in, uh, in, uh, in Vienna, in Austria. And then I uh, was a sick child, and then I hit the hit the school, and then found out I was dyslexic and dysgraphic, because your your podcast is also about you know um, uh, mind. Um, what do you say? No, see my, my dyslexia does it. You know, mind, mind not mindfulness, but um, mental health. Yes, and I thought I was really screwed up. Uh, because at that time, like 40 years ago, they said, oh, you are, you're dyslexic, but you still have to do the tests and you still have to achieve everything. And obviously I tried to achieve it and I couldn't achieve it because uh, I had to repeat three classes. I mean, I really tried to achieve, do what the system told me to do, but I just had to repeat it over and over and over. And I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't pass it. So I have a GDE in business. That's it. That's all my education. I'm completely self-taught. Everything that I experienced in my very uh, flowerful life was all self-taught. And uh, I ended up, uh, you know, working with Robert Evans, who did The Godfather in Chinatown. Uh, I was city arts commissioner and uh, of Newport Beach. I was, uh, I wrote five books. So everything I achieved in this life that system relevant, uh, it, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be the, you know, uh, but it wasn't anything because what nobody knows is that I was, till 50, I hit the wall. Every time I, tr- I hit the wall to try to fit into the systems. And then I figured out, oh, we are um, by DNA driven to fit into systems, to be inclusive. But systems separate us always, you know, they separate us in man and woman, races, now sexuality, because they want to define us. They want to define, and in that definition, when you're outside of the norm, you are not looked at as normal, you know, as, but we are normal because we're one. So in the nature, the ant and the, the uh, elephant, there is no difference. They are both have a, they are worthy because they exist, and they just contribute to being alive with all the other things. So there's no mistakes in nature that somebody is 
you know, you're born and you're you're bad, or you 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 you're a superstar, or you were birth bad. It doesn't exist in nature. And as when I, as long as I am alive, I know we are nature. And I think everybody knows, but we kind of forget it because our habitat isn't nature. Our habitat is systems. So when we are born in the hospital is a system, then you get baptized with a religion. That's a that's a system. Then we go to school. That's a system. Then we go to work. That's a system, and then we die. I mean, literally. I mean, we 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 don't. We we have lost, and I think this is why we're also confused. We have lost our <clears throat> our guidance, which is nature. We are part of nature. And no, no system has created humans. No system has created nature. You know, uh, all the systems actually take from nature and from humans. But on the other side of the systems, and as you know, on the other side of the systems, it, it's humans too. Perhaps they have a different color, or a different. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, like you said, different. Uh, the world's broken down into systems. Uh, socio-economical status and different things like that Everything, yeah. are, are, were, were made to kind of keep us weight. Now let's let's dig into this real quick. You're let's an artist. Yeah. All right. So art art is a is a very, very touchy subject with a lot of people because when I was growing up in this school in the early nineties into the early two yeah. thousands, art was something that was taught. You know, yeah, the, the product is matter of fact I was just talking to the Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. We were talking about those things. And then, and then the actual art expression, um, there were some kids that were better uh, or well appointed in drawing mm-hmm. and different things like that. So they were more more creative. And then the other arts, like uh, being doing stage plays and stuff like that, that type of art stuff was taught. But nowadays, it's kind of a taboo. People watch movies and do all that other stuff, still do Juilliard and all that. But as a whole, basically, you just go to school, you learn art, one art, two, is your creative class to graduate from high school. And outside of that, there's nothing else you do with it unless you are an artist. And most of the artists that I know personally, um, they're not very, they don't do art for popularity or anything like that. They, they do it just because it's something that they like to do. And they... Um, have certain levels of curation in what they do so people can enjoy it. But then there's the other side. And there's some other people that do great art but don't express it because they have to have a nine-to-five job. So your perspective, why do people not deal with art as we did 30 or 40 years ago? And where has the, the there's a lack of creativity in the world now. Mm-hmm. So what is your thought on the lack of creativity with people within art? Uh, first of all, are you 100% right? Your observation is on the on the data. And what I think, this is why I wrote my last book, uh, The Smart of Art. I wrote it because I couldn't handle exactly what you just said. I couldn't understand it. I said, why are 97% of artists worldwide existing on the poverty level? Worldwide, it's not just America. They don't have money. They don't have money anywhere where you look, and and they're always on, around the poverty level from every country. Not on our poverty level, on the poverty level in Africa, China, everywhere. Uh, artists always just about on the poverty level. I mean, they're surviving obviously, but <clears throat> but they're always in the poverty. And <clears throat> I 
said, I'm going to find that out and wrote the book. And also because I'm neurodiverse, I'm dyslexic. I see context. I see the big picture. And I said, I got to figure that out for myself because nobody, because I talk to people and they're always lamenting. They were lamenting. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, it's so bad. Art is, you know, it makes maximum the product, the art product makes, makes this stupendous, uh, crazy uh, millions of dollars. But the artist, nobody cares for the artist. No, no artist makes it. All your friends are not rich. They have to, like you said, they have to have a job. <clears throat> and I found out, first of all, I was blaming the system. And I said, yeah, the system wants to just exploit humans and, and uh, nature. And I, gr- I agree with this to an extent, but it's not consciously. Uh, because on the other, other side of systems, people have to feed their kids too. Uh, what I found is that um, I, when I, in the moment I, when I dove in and, and I separated, here's the art product, because I found that's all about the art product. If you have a good painting, a good music, a good play, a good film, you're all that. But but it's not about the artist. It you know it's it's what the pro, It's like a product. It's like going going to 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 Amazon and select a product. And there's products they sell better and there's products that don't sell. And and that's what artists degraded too, because the true value, and I know, you know, you know probably from just creating that podcast, is that it's it's about the creation process. Because I can say you have the most horrible podcast or the the weirdest podcast or or the, or the one is this or that. I can give it all this this judgment, but I cannot take away from you, even the whole society, that you did a podcast. The fact that you did a podcast, that's why I say creation is the superpower. Nobody can take that away. And sadly, some people, even if society or our system hits them over the head and said, you know, you're not a podcast or whatever. They believe it. And they say, you know, I did something. I tried podcasting. I wasn't a podcaster. It's not true. You know that inside, outside, especially if you have more than two episodes, you know, you can podcast, you know? So I think that's why I think the creation is the first superpower. And I think we have a misunderstanding of the art product versus the art creation. And what needs in school, and which you have so beautifully explained, what we needed to do in school is get the people in touch with the magic of creation. You know, getting, that's why I say, you know, the most important things in school is the social interaction, where you see the power with the others. And you and in sports and art, in my school would be three, three uh, subjects. Sports, because that learns you to do teamwork on a more logistic level. Creating art and awareness. What have I learned as a human from playing sports and art? And everything is mandatory. So there's always a sport that you can do. It doesn't matter how fat or skinny or weak you are. And there's always art as much as you think you can understand it. So to, to combine the left and right of the brain, the you know, the intuition, the feeling, and then the execution, and then pull out of those two subjects the awareness and discuss what did we learn, 
how can we integrate that? What can we make better to lift our whole human potential, not make the systems better? Okay. And, and I can agree with that. And another thing that we have to take away is uh, the introduction of video. Video has consumed the, the creation process of any type of art because now someone can take 18 hours worth of work, speed it up into 30 seconds, and people believe that that's the end of the product. The next thing that, that I like what you talk about and I want to touch on a little bit deeper is, is the actual, the, the conscious, the the part of society that we don't know about with artists. You said they're, they're living 95% below poverty. And I think about it, most of the striving artists that I do know that do it, and obviously they have to have something secondary, yeah. but these people have to go to art galas and different types of events and showcase their work. And at some point, some things may sell, some things may not sell, but they have to do a lot of marketing and promoting that may not even turn into a monetization. So, so, I guess my question is, is why do you think society closes off the, the actual, uh, beyond the actual creation, like the, the actual process of being an artist? Like they don't, that's the hard, cold story that no one gets. Why do you think society has closed the doors on that? And why, do you, why is it that 95% of these artists live underneath the poverty? Not, not underneath, uh, not underneath, around, not underneath. Because around, like okay. you said, they have a job. You know, you you got to get a job. You you know, the, uh, that would mean, mean all the artists choose to be poor. They don't choose to be poor. They just get so much magic from creation, not from the product. And obviously, okay. they, then this teeter-totter that gets this magic. That That's why they say, look, if magic wasn't so, if art wasn't so magical by creating, everybody, every podcaster would be a millionaire, everything... And we all do it for free. We do it because it is so fulfilling. It's human success is fulfillment. And we do what we do. We create because it's fulfilling. It is an extension of us. Not everybody becomes a podcaster. Not everybody becomes a painter. Somebody you know, comes here, talks with people, is a host in a restaurant, does this, does this. Everybody does something different. Everybody is good in something. But you want to see the unveiling of yourself. And you see that when you try creating different things. And even if you don't hit it right and you start with painting and end up in music, uh, and you, let's say, you do podcasts and then become a speaker. Well, you know, it, 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 we dis discover ourselves by doing. And, and I think, I think uh, once we get aware of that, and it's not really... The video is really good that you asked me that because the video is the system. We are driven by system by two things, uh, money, which is financial principles, which always works out of a lack. It's always so you hit the you hit the, the, the first quarter and then the second quarter you have to start again. So it's always a lack. It's never, oh, I got to this point. Now I get to the next point automatically you know you start with a podcast it's really shaky but then it gets better and then it's integrated in you how to do a podcast that doesn't happen it's it's always put the money how you do it you if, if your company how the company does it it doesn't matter if it doesn't raise itself by a function but humans don't work like that so you work always out of a lack and the other thing is time it also out of that lag comes the time. 
and that we all run out of time. And that's why we make videos that are 18 hours long, like you said, and we condense it into 18 minutes and, and, and that's it. So we, we're editing our life, what's good and what's bad, which is, you know, if you have actually 18, the best would have been to be 18 hours with humans. But, but since we can't do that anymore because we're so systemized, we have to create videos. And then nobody has the time to, to because you have to do the job for the system. So nobody has the time to watch 18 hours. So you systematize what I said at the beginning, humanity. You're not living in nature. You're living in a system, in a machine. See, when Zuckerberg says, oh, metaverse or whatever, we are already in a metaverse. How can we not be honest? Just count the hours. We. How often have you heard this, the phrase, I'm more in my company than with my family? We are already saying it. We're just not really conscious of it. We're spending all our life force to navigate in systems to survive. And I think that's super sad. It truly is, because like you said, Wasting all your wasting all your time in life in a job that eventually will replace you with someone that is exactly. uh, now dealing with art. Let's go into some misconceptions that go along with art, real fast. Okay. Um, in some instances, like you said, there's certain people like like in podcasts, for instance, uh, I run into this. There's two types of podcasters. There's the hobbyist, and then there is the one they call the monetizing or the business model podcast. Um, at one time. I never started out as a hobbyist. I started out as a business minded because I knew that I was going to frame this in. I had a set, you know, goal and everything. I knew that it would monetize. I just had to wait for my time. But in art, even when I was young, like when I used to see anyone that wasn't doing anything that was related to animation, anything that was outside of animation, we always put a tag on them and said, hey, that's a hobby. Why is that? Why is that a, a thing that people naturally do for some reason with art? It could be sculpting. It could be anything that's art related, even three D printing, uh, if you consider that an art. Um, why do we have that misconception? Why do we consider art and ho a hobby outside of animation? Because because animation, obviously, animation is never was never drawing like animation drawing, simple drawing, not Van Gogh. Animation drawing was always considered a hobby, a, a things that kids do, uh, you know, and that kids relate to. And the, you know, Hanna Barbera, all these, all these things, they they connected with the kids. They have kid voices, Mickey Mouse voices, and and they have drawings, very simple drawings. Now they are not as simple anymore. But in the old days, it was very simple. And the system, when you are not called, you can be the best artist and all the artists could love you and say, I wish I was like JR. I wish I was JR. And you know what happens? If society doesn't say, or a record label doesn't say, or a film company doesn't say, or a museum doesn't say you're an artist, you're not an artist. When I was 30, I looked at all my resumes and I made one decision in my life. I said, I don't need... I don't need to tell me anybody because, first of all, I couldn't survive without art. To, that I'm alive today is because of creating art, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't imagine that I call myself not an artist. Even if you say, like I said, if somebody says and said, "Oh, your podcast, you're not Oscars," that you, 
You know, it, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever people say, I am an artist. That's what I am. And that's what made me survive, you know, in this physical reality. And I have a lot of artists I interviewed for my book and established artists. And I worked with established artists. And they all, very few say for the, of themselves from a heart, like I do. I really know I'm an artist. That's what I am. I'm, I'm a, I mean, it's in my title, Creativity Awareness Educator. I am, that's what I am. Uh, but very few. I, I know one or two or three, you know, the ones, you know, the ones that really artists are those where you see, when you look at them, and you know they are dressed like an artist, you know, like unique. They are themselves, like Prince was. You know, he was he was impersonating himself. He wasn't doing this for image, just you know. He he was constantly reinventing himself. You know, he knew that there was no question that he was an artist. You know, and and I think I think. That's again an awareness that I try to educate people on. Look at if you want to be in art or you want to understand about art, look at the two sides art creation, art product. The art creation is the powerful for humanity, the art product is the powerful in systems because it's about money. So, when, when you can compartmentalize just that fact that I just said, you know, art product, art creation. When you can do that as an artist, as a creative, you will get so much, it will open up, it's a seed that opens up and they said, yeah, what's valuable is really, and that's why I know 97% of artists that are on the poverty level, it's not just that they don't want to work or they don't get paid, <coughs> excuse me, or they can't, can't do anything else. They just feel the magic of creation, and they and they say, "I can't work from eight to, because my humanity would destroy itself." Like I could survive by art, you know. Steven Spielberg uh, found out five years ago that he's is uh, neurodiverse, he's dyslexia, and he says it made everything clear. One diagnosis makes it. Oh, now I understand my life. I put it in the human context. See, and that's why I'm saying you need to put it in a unicorn context art, not just by the system, because in system, when you look at this at the art world as we see it, everybody sees it, it's never about the create creation process. It's always about the product or how famous that person is in the system. And that's uh, and I should I hope this answers your question to, to a certain extent. Oh yes, it definitely did. Now, one thing we like to do, we love uh, hearing about things, but we have, on this show, we love authors. So your book, The Smart of Art, A New Art Conscious to Awaken Our Enthusiasm for Art. How did you get started on this? Like, like I want the author's perspective on this. Like, so what made you decide that it was time to write this book? <laughs> the fact that I couldn't figure out, first of all, that I don't fit in systems, that I'm not good with systems, and the other thing was that I, uh, I, I the fact I, I actually told you why because because the it's it, the fact that ninety seven percent all the statistics that I looked at and all my friends didn't have money 
And I said, why is that what, what saved my life? Not giving, uh, not being appreciated in this world. When everything in this world is about uh, creation. And when that happens, then I, I was just saying, I need to figure that out. And then I did step by step, try to figure it out. But the, 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 the inspiration was why what saved my life and made me live, have a fulfilled life is so undervalued in our system, in our economy, in our world, in our system world. Okay. I'm not, yeah. I'm not oh, uh, did you want to know how I did it? I mean, in terms yeah, of- the, Yeah, I would, oh, yeah, oh, I would oh, the whole oh, process. Oh, oh, the process, the process was that. I am some, because I'm dyslexic, I'm somebody that always writes uh, or has voice recorded. So I have to type it in because I can't, I'm also dysgraphic, I can't read my writing. So I had to type in or use voice recorder. And since we have an iPhone, it's easy to just go voice memo. And I'm voice memoing everything. Uh, whatever comes in, I'm voice memoing. And then I'm sorting it out. And then I, I create chapters of it. So I what I did with Smart of Art, with the last book that I wrote, is I I wrote all the stuff that always happens in museums that I find in museum, my experience. Then I go into uh, uh, you know what what the people say when I when I was in in government with art in the politics. I write down all the misperception that I had and other people had. And, and what choices they made to have art in the city, for example. So art in the city, for example, I'll give you just a, a short example. Art in the city is a complete different animal than if you have a, a, a gallery. In the gallery, you can use whatever you want. If anybody likes it or everybody likes it, it doesn't matter. But if you work for the common good in government, and everything that's governmental, you have to make sure that you touch as many people possible with art or creativity. And so when I get a dollar, you know, from the taxpayer, I have to make sure that dollar doesn't go to something that nobody ever will watch. That's, that dollar goes what, the, what can engage the most people with. So so that that's what I would so say. It's actually... While I'm explaining it to you, I'm getting that it's actually totally reversed because what you should do in business is you should find your essence and find your narrow niche and make money with that niche. But in government, you spread and you can connect the people and then people will say, no, I need to have high pollutant art as a government. And I said, no, you need to just connect that person with art. The, the special uh, specialization comes in, uh, afterwards. What did you listen to when you were little? You listened to Beatles or whatever, and all of a sudden, uh, or Taylor, uh, Taylor Swift or whatever, whatever's interesting now. And then you get, you, you, you go Miles Davis, Coltrane. You, 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 you expand, your aesthetics is a muscle. And, and people didn't even understand that. People didn't understand. That we don't, because we always look at the product. What's the most important product? That's what we have to offer. You know, I talk with, you would have probably a talk, uh, uh, prefer to talk with Elon Musk. But I believe that you and I could create 
and more interesting hum human talk. More people will be interested in, in Elon Musk and, and Jeff Bezos. But I think we can create together uh, a more interesting talk than you could ever, because you know everything about them anyway, and nobody is that interesting. It's just we lift them to God. Nobody said, if we, you and I make a broadcast every day, it's going to get boring, you know? That's what I'm saying is, is but 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 we all switch. Oh, I wish I would get this superstar on my show or in my thing. No, learn in the moment, learn, get crazy, you know, milk the moment. That's what I always say to all artists, milk the moments, then you don't feel poor and then you will attract, you will feel better. And then you, when you feel better, you attract better stuff, you know? Okay, okay. Now, I pay homage to a news magazine, which is a television show called 2020. Yeah. Um, John Stossel's on there, Diane Soria. And um, just before this recording, uh, Barbara Walters was on there, but she just passed away. Yeah. So, Michael, it's time for me to ask you some more personal questions. Uh, that, that's just a little take. Wherever you want to go. Wherever you want to go. Right, I have so, no limits. So, are you ready? Yeah. All right. So, as an artist... What was the, the greatest work of art you have already completed in life? Completed in life? I would say uh, for, for art or, or for the system. See, I'm separate. This is a great question. For the system or for art uh, for hum as a humanity tool? Let's go on both. Both? Let's go okay. on both of them. I would say as a humanity tool, my book, all my books, because I wanted to show how to hang art, place art, whatever, and give you a human perspective on all my books. They, they are humanity. And systems, which is which is overlapping, but my system is, it's not of my paintings or my music. None. None of the products. But one product, the book Imagination, the second book. The book where I said, I'm doing 300 paintings in three days. And I think that was the greatest achievement because I learned the most. Do you see how I overlap it? For me, it's the humanity of art is what I learned because I was thinking, I was, before I wrote that, before I made this book, I was thinking, I mean, how in three days, 300 uh, paintings, how, yeah, after the 50s, I don't know what to paint anymore, right? Even if I do it abstract. And I tell you, the best ones were the last. The best one were the last. <laughs> and I was completely flabbergasted. Then I showed it to people and they all agreed. It, it just, it opened me. And the awareness, that's why I say, awareness is if you, you know, people say, what is your goal? I said, I have one goal, awareness. Becoming aware. And you can only become aware in the moment, when you milk the moment. Then you become aware. When I'm thinking right now in this interview, oh, I have to pay the bills, I have to get the dog out, I have to do this. This is going to be the worst talk ever. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So did I answer? I want to make sure that you get what you want, you know? Yeah, I'll get you into the question just the way, because it, it made you more personable to audience. Now, another thing uh, that goes on is with artists. Artists deal with stuff just like anyone else because I'm a content creator. Um, pressures. Pressures not inside the system, but inside of humanity. Pressures not to achieve, but to, to, to strive to do further than what you did before. 
how do you handle the pressures inside of humanity that make you want to do more than what you've done to broaden your perspective? How do you handle those pressures? Let me correct you. This is a system pressure because the system asks you to, to create what was successful, right? So if you have a rhythm and of, you have a certain rhythm and you, you use that rhythm again, you, you, change this, you, you change the syncopation or you do it a little bit different, uh, the, the system will ask you. The humans usually go in a direction which is called the voice. It's your voice. So when Sinatra hits a note in a millisecond, you know energetically that's Sinatra. So the more you work on your voice, the more you will be... Uh, you will be uh, uh, appreciated by the by society, but if you want to make money, they will take what you have done that was successful and want to replicate it. It doesn't matter. Citizen Kane was the best screenplay, supposedly, right? That's what we now say in reflect. Nobody wanted looked at that movie. No one. It's it's it, it doesn't matter. I mean. Miles Davis records. I mean, all this stuff. There was so much out there that is profound for artists and has zero value in systems till the system is ready to to see it. So what has system and it's this time again. We need now. We need now. We need now. And now AI does all the quick stuff. So it basically has to blow up. If we don't, if artists don't say, Screw it. I need to find my voice. Otherwise, I have no chance in this lifetime to be successful because AI figures out the patterns. I mean, for five, six years, AI makes better paintings, not better paintings, system better paintings that system critics deem as more as more uh, as a more quality. And and, and obviously system uh, critics, they're not critics. They say, Oh my God, JR, I see something in your stuff that I've never seen before. See, that's how a critic should be. It should make us aware. It shouldn't copy and say, you know, what when I criticize this painting, how many people will like me? Because everybody like, uh, you know, uh, uh, fights for the same attention. And so AI is here to get all the patterns. So we it, it's actually a good thing because AI is gonna force us to make a better, make a, a big, go deeper in us and find deeper and uh, more of the gravitas that we are. And, and we have 7 billion people, everybody is different. So 7 billion people, if they're all looking for their individuality and find it, try to define them in singing, writing, whatever. What a beautiful world this will be. True, true, true. Now, to wrap things up uh, with these questions, Michael, I need you to let me know if there's a billboard. Let's see, I've been, last time I was in California about two years ago, so we'll see where's my favorite place in California. I like, uh, we'll just say Los Angeles because it's nice out there. Yeah. There's a billboard. Your name, your name's up on it. What is going to be on that billboard, and what is it going to mean to you seeing it on a billboard? It's got to be great awareness! Exclamation mark! Awareness, like I have to play with the colors, but off colors that nobody expects. 
So awareness to get the attention, exclamation mark, trumps all. That's it. Okay. That's it. If we're going to go, we're going to go pin. We got to hit it. Okay. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Now, real quick, Michael, if you wouldn't mind, we have this thing that we do on the show called the Shameless Plug. And we do the Shameless Plug because it's a way for the audience to find you and meet and greet you across the internet and become involved in what you are doing. So, real fast, could you tell the audience where they can meet and greet you on the internet and uh, just anything else that you have going on that's interesting real, that uh, will capture? It's michaelm.com, Michael with two L's, m.com, michaelm.com. And I would, everybody that likes what we talked about, and even you, Jared, I've had 20 second podcast. There's no interviews on my thing. It's just a, a quote because I think you guys make a better podcast than I could. So I just have, <laughs> have, have 100, 150 until now, I have 350 or whatever quotes from my books and a question. And when you go and do, and if you're an artist, for example, or any, because it gives you so much awareness. I told you awareness is the trumps everything. If you just read, uh, uh, read one, listen to it, and then uh, try to answer for yourself the question. Because I believe our the treasures are in each of us. We haven't unveiled it. I am not a different person than I was 20 years ago, but I haven't unveiled myself to be that person. I was insecure. I was anxiety, panic attack, this, 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 try to do, try to fit in, try to be the system, try to beat the system, try to be the system. You got to be you. There's no chance without being you. And you got to milk the moment. That's the best advice that I can give any one of your listeners. You don't have to buy any of my books or anything of mine. The, 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 what we said here is everything that I've learned in my life. Okay. And I want to thank you, Michael, for coming on West Virginia Commonplace and presenting us with why we need to be more in depth with art and, and continue with art. Um, on that note, I will let the audience know inside the show notes, you will be able to find everything and anything about Michael that you would like to know. We'll do a simple call to action. That way you can get more uh entrance and deeper into what he's doing so once again i want to thank you for being a guest on the show and in the future we'll definitely have, to have you back for the simple fact that perspective that's the only thing that we didn't cover in this show and i definitely would like to talk to you about perspective at another time and another date because that's something inside the artistic mind absolutely absolutely yeah perspective is something that you can go on for days probably right i i know i know and and uh, and I, I write down all the questions the more questions the harder the questions the more the better the podcast yeah, no softball you didn't softball anyway but i'm saying usually it's a lot of softballing not personal it's about it's about you know you know what do you ever want to know about art which i felt you did this is a real strength of you, Jar, because I feel like you asked me, hey, I wanted to know. I'm, I'm make me clear that. That's what I want to know. You know, throw me, throw me to the wolves. Yeah. Okay, so next time I have you on, we'll talk about perspective. On that awesome. note, I'm JR and this is Michael, and we are signing off. Thank you. Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter. TikTok where we have some great content, Facebook, LinkedIn, hit up the merch store at onecommonplace.square.site.
Join the email list from the website and rate, subscribe, and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly, thanks for listening and tune into the next episode.